Welcome to Hot and Bravoed. I'm Armin, and I'm joined by the person who always makes it work, Camille <laughs> Pereira. Hello. How are you, Camille? I am doing well. This is the first time that we have ever potted on Project Runway on this podcast. Podcast Runway? I tried. It was a little rough. Let's trademark that <laughs> ASAP. Let's start a offshoot podcast that is dedicated solely to Project Runway. Uh, what have I done? <laughs> I've created a monster. <laughs> but I'm so glad that Project Runway is back on Bravo. Me too. Back where it belongs, as those sassy advertisements reminded us. Throwing shade unnecessarily at Lifetime? Necessarily. You think necessarily. so? Necessarily. Lifetime? I thought Lifetime was a good home for many years. Never was a good home. Really? Never was a good home. You know, I have fond memories of Project Runway throughout the years. Maybe you don't, but I do. It's a Bravo show. <laughs> Back where it belongs. And with an all-new, almost all-new yeah. set of judges, a new host, and a new mentor. And I think that's where we should begin Let's this recap it. podcast. So, of course... This is an all-new season, season 17, Heidi and Tim Gunn. Ugh. The two people who built Project Runway, Literally in my opinion. Literally made Project Runway what it was today. Like, obviously, Nina Garcia, mm -hmm. Michael Kors, they were amazing original judges. Yeah. But to me, Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn defined 100%. Project Runway, and I'll miss them very much. I miss them already. So, what do you think about Carly Kloss as the host? What do you think about Christian Siriano as the mentor? Let's start there, and then we'll talk about the new yeah. judges. So, I don't think I have enough to say about Carly Kloss. I think that I miss Heidi too much, so I'm probably going to be judging her a little unfairly. Um, but I just she hasn't given me enough yet, so I don't know how I feel about her. Um, as far as Christian Siriano, I love him. I think this was such a smart choice to bring someone who's already done this before and who has such a great personality like Christian Siriano on his season. I was such a fan and I, he was fierce. Him. He was fierce, 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 fierce. That, that <laughs> clip, whoever made that, you are an icon. Um, I think that he's a little bit timid, timid, he no pun intended. Hey, Tim. And I'm here all night, guys. That was purposeful. The end of this podcast. Um, I felt that too. Yeah. He was shy. And I think he has huge yeah. shoes to fill. And I think he feels the pressure. He probably respects Tim so much. He probably is so like, you know, feels so indebted to the show and he doesn't want to mess it up. And he's just, it's, it's a big job. Like it probably feels so weird to be, have been in their shoes and now to be on the other side of that. That's like such a wild you know, 180 or 720, as Eddie says. <laughs> Eddie loves to say 720. <laughs> and he mentioned that too, that he yeah. can relate to them uh, on a different level because Absolutely. he was once a contestant. Absolutely. Is he the most successful contestant ever out of Project it's hard Runway? hard to say. I mean, there's so many, I mean, there's so many successful. I'd say he's definitely up he's there. He's up there. Um, Michael Costello's also big. Um those are the two I can name off the top of my head right now. But, you know, I feel like they all have different levels of success. They've done well. And especially him. Yeah. And I agree with you. Uh, but I do think he's going to ease into it. And eventually he's yeah. going to establish himself, find his voice. I agree. We've seen him. And he'll be super confident. Yeah, we've seen like in, um, you know, some of the previews like this season on or whatever. Yeah. Like you see him come out a little bit. Right now he's very like 
you know, testing the waters out. I don't think he's done a whole lot of, oh, I guess he's done like Project Runway All-Stars or Juniors or whatever. So like he's used to that, but this is so much more massive and it's on a totally different network. I said this um, to you and to Kevin, Eddie, when it was announced that Heidi and Tim weren't coming back. Mm -hmm. It was always going to be a more significant deal that Tim left, in my opinion, and to find the right replacement for him than for Heidi. Because the host didn't have a major role. Right. You know, like, yeah, you see the host and they explain the challenges and blah, blah, blah. But Tim Gunn, to me, was the heart and soul Mm -hmm. of the show. Mm -hmm. And I was worried that it was going to be hard to find someone who could, like, match that empathy. Absolutely. Or bring those qualities to the table because the relationship with the mentor and the designers is, in my opinion the most crucial element to the show and kind of makes it all work. So anyway, I think um, I'm encouraged. Me too. By the first episode on that front. I felt good. I also felt good about the whole episode or the whole um, new season. Yeah. What'd you think of Um, Elaine Welteroth and Brandon Maxwell? I love Elaine Welteroth. I I think she's a really like, I don't know, inspiring woman and I love everything that she's about. I love her style, etc. I'm really glad she's on. And I am obsessed with Brandon Maxwell I think he is giving me everything that I need that kind of comedic like non-intentionally comedic a little bit like bits of you know moments like I I died when he was like I love a reveal and then the other woman came out and she did a reveal too and he was like two reveals right like everything he was just he was just making me like very happy like I needed that kind of I don't know, quippy judge, you know, like yep. not a, not a straight fo- like not a straight lace kind of guy. I love him. And he needed no time to rev up. Nope. He was like, I'm here. He's, I'm- he's made for the camera. Yeah, he literally needs to be on TV. Very happy with him. What did you think? They were both excellent. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into the actual competition because we've got a really talented group here and not that we don't normally, but it's just, it's it, right out the gate. Like, you know, we were looking back at some of the, at like all of the looks, like, you know, trying to see them all again. And there's, re- it was really hard to decide like yep. which ones my bottom three were. So. And you know, sometimes you have a-, a lot of amateurs. Right. But you have a contestant who's shown at New York Fashion Week. Yeah, you have one who's shown at LA and Australian Fashion Week. So this is a hyper talented mm-hmm. group. It it's reminds definitely. me of Top Chef where there exactly. are seasons that have multiple James Beard award winners right? and whatnot. So this is a great group. You could tell off the bat. Totally a great group. And and I loved that we got to see like, I love this like first runway. Like I don't think that they've done this. I can't remember if they've done this a lot at least. They haven't done it a lot. I think they might have done it once. But, you know, I love being able to see like you pick your best like moment to come out the bat with and kind of show a little bit about who you are as a designer and what you'll be bringing to the table. And I think that they did some it was beautiful to see. It really was was. like a prologue to the competition. Yeah, Because, you know, sometimes they do or they used to at least when Tim Gunn was around, they would show kind of the audition process a little bit. And I loved seeing that stuff. Um, So I feel like this was kind of like your your catch up kind of to Mm -hmm. see what these people really have been doing um let's talk about tops and bottoms we'll talk about the challenge too because the challenge was basically um each judge put like showed a picture that really defined this moment where they knew that fashion was going to be their their life like this is when they decided that that's what they wanted to pursue 
great way to connect us with the new judges, yeah, by the way. I thought that was really wonderful. It really was smart. Um, so Elaine has uh, this this cover shoot, her very first cover shoot that she worked on for like Shape Magazine or something like that um, with with Serena Williams on the cover. Actually, I think it was Ebony. Um, with Serena Williams yep. on the cover and the whole idea was to you know, embrace her curves. It's like a beautiful, strong woman um, who also happens to be a person of color on a on the cover of a magazine, embracing her body, embracing her, you know, her athleticism, embracing the fact that she's a woman, embracing the fact that she's a person of color, like everything. And so it was just about this moment of like real strength and empowerment. And she got to be a part of that. And she was like, I need to be a part of this forever. And then Brandon Maxwell, he had this picture of his mom at a fashion show run by his grandmother and she just came on and was just stunning and elegant. He was like, I need to be a part of this. And I love the part of the story where he was talking about how he would be like in the clothing racks yeah, he at basically his grandma's lived store. Like under a clothing rack. And that was the yeah. moment he knew he had yeah. to be a designer. Yeah. There was no other option. No for other option. And there was of course, Nina Garcia. Mm-hmm. And it was a photo from back in Colombia, right? Yeah. I think of her mom and aunts, maybe. Um, they were on like a on a dock and they all looked so chic. And they had these like long white trousers. It was a really, really beautiful picture. Good fashion inspiration there. I think she was talking about how she drew a lot of inspiration from the women around her. Right. Um, and, the you know, the women who raised her, basically. And then Carly Kloss had a photo from her first ever runway. Yeah. And that was kind of cool when to she see. she was 13 years old. Which yeah, is that's wild. crazy. Yeah. I didn't know she started that young. Me neither. So, yeah. So you had all of those and then about four. It was four. I believe it was four for each person. Yep. They each... And they had to draw inspiration from that. Exactly. Um, and so we got some really interesting things. One thing I noticed about our runway is that there was like no color. And I hope that that doesn't continue. There was some blue, but you're right. It was, it was very a rare. very was neutral Leela and the girl Hester, I think. The one who uh, they called her her like opening look, like Tinkerbell meets right. something else. I can't remember. Which is a part of the cool thing about having them show like this one garment yeah. that defined mm-hmm. them. So you, you could kind of get to learn. Yeah, and connect them that yeah. way. Yeah. What's, what their style is. Because mm-hmm. every designer has their own style. Yeah. Hopefully. You yeah, should yeah. have <laughs> a viewpoint, right? They always say, find your point of view. And so that was a unique point of view. Yeah. The I, Tinkerbell one. I've got to say, I really am intrigued by her. I thought that what she did on the runway, even though it wasn't my favorite look necessarily, this like kind of she did like a strap on the shoulder that connected it looked like a t-shirt but it was all open and it was a strap on the shoulder that went down the shoulder like a seam and then uh, turned into like a cuff on either arm and it looked really cool and I just think that she's going to bring a really unique perspective kind of like what was that girl in oh, I don't even remember how many seasons it was she was blonde and she would make these like cool like adornments and use like plastic and cool stuff like that she made it to the finals she right made it to the finals yep, yep she I had that kind of a vibe to me like I feel like we could see something like that something like she can she's someone to look her. out for I think she's definitely sure. someone I want to watch there was by the way a pop of red that's Leela that was what I was saying yeah got to the bottom I know yeah it's kind of a bummer let's discuss our tops and bottoms yeah. that's how we're going to do the podcast on a weekly basis yeah. and of course we'll discuss who was on the bo- the actual judges the bottom highest and top and the lowest scores yeah 
the rest Armin and are safe. <laughs> so, yeah, who was your top three? So, my top three is pretty similar to the judges' top three, except I was kind of pissed because I think Sebastian's look was so amazing. And literally, I, I told you when we when when we were watching, like, this is phenomenal. This has to be on the top. Sebastian is in my top three, too. Yeah. he's. It was so cool. It was like this really cool, like, recon- reconcepted, like, you know, sailor outfit. But it had these, right. like, cool parachute pants that, like, kind of tapered in at the bottom. And, like, a lot of these cool straps. Like, it was so interesting and well made. I like the pattern made. on the top. It's yeah, the, simple, but The clean. styling was cool. It had the nod to the nauticalness. Like, I thought this was really cool and deserved, I think, deserved a little bit over Venny's. Um, yeah. Because I still think that there was, like, definite personality here there was definite concept it was super cool i love those pants so much um and the styling was cool so i i was uh, he was a little slighted um so venny for reference was in the top and he had the feather yeah he had like the feather um like skirt with the like half you know the one arm like one long sleeve the asymmetrical jacket I wasn't a huge fan I of it either. either. It didn't deserve to be in the bottom, no. but I didn't think it was, this was better a than safe Sebastian's. look, in my opinion, um, because the the tailoring, the execution of it was amazing. But like, I just don't know. It doesn't seem like a fully realized look. It feels like there's two. There's like a. There's like two different people. One one look is right. you know the top half is like a different look, and the bottom half is a different look. So to me, it was like interesting. It's not they cohesive. Chose it. Yeah. You know what? You're totally right. And I think later in the competition, the lack of cohesion would ding him. Right. But I think because it's week one, I guess they were just impressed by some of the technical elements because there yeah. was like the constructive sle- constructed sleeve on the left. Yeah. No, I mean, the tailoring was amazing. It is. It shows a point of view and it True. shows some creativity in a sea of like all gray. Like the fact of the matter is like most of them just... They weren't really doing anything. So, I don't know. I said... So, we both agree on Sebastian. On yeah. Both agree on Sebastian. I would also like to give it up to Renee Hill, who yes. came out the bat with this amazing... Like, it was a, it was a dress that had, like, a kind of, like, sarong at the, at the front of it that she then untied and put around her, um, like, as a shawl and then threw it over her shoulder as a, as a scarf. With Brandon Maxwell was like, right, two looks, three looks, and it was so funny. It was wonderful. And you rarely get a visceral reaction from the judges. Mm-hmm. I forget uh, which contestant it was, but one of them said, and by the way, we'll re- we'll learn everyone's yeah, names. Yeah, there's just a lot right now. <laughs> there's a lot of names we're trying, <laughs> but um, a few of them actually mm-hmm. said, I'm trying to read Brandon Maxwell. I'm trying yes. to read Elaine Welteroth, and they are all so stoic. So you rarely get a reaction. Mm -hmm. And for Brandon Maxwell to react like that, like, whoa, two looks, three looks. I thought Renee should have won. That's true. Renee's also in my top three. Yeah, I think it was a hard (laughs) choice. I think maybe that the all one color might have dinged dinged Mm. her a little bit. Also, here's my other top three. My, My last member of my top three is Tessa Clark, who ends up winning. Oh, I don't have Tessa Clark in my top three. It was oh, it was great. Yeah. But okay. I put her in my top three because 
That back detail was so beautiful. The pants are beautiful. It's a cool look. And also when you hear um, her reasoning for it, like I thought that was really cool. She said she grew up, her parents were like ceramicists and they always had aprons on. So she really wanted this like apron dress. And I'm sorry, that back detail is something I've never seen before. Like at first I was like, meh, this is such a boring look. When she turned around, right. I was blown away, to be honest. With so, the shells, right? With the shell button, yeah. It was just beautiful, like straps, kind of like in a, I don't know if you would call it a chevron, but it was like kind of cross-strapped. Beautiful, beautiful contrast to the black satiny like material of whatever the main main outfit is, is made of. This was really, really beautiful. I thought that it was a good winner. I bet it's one of those outfits that doesn't translate as well on screen, at least for me. Maybe. Because of its simplicity. But if you saw it in person, you'd be wowed. That's what I'm guessing. I was wowed. You, you were wowed? I was yeah, wowed. it was. it came across as so simple to me. And I know mm. the back detailing is what really took it over the top and elevated it. But the front, mm-hmm. like you said, simple. However, I mean, the great Nina Garcia did say that she was shocked it was a $250 Seriously. dress because, yeah. as she said, it looks it expensive. super expensive. And here's the thing, and, and this is, I felt like this was a little bit unusual, but maybe this is kind of like the direction of this challenge. It, they kept being like, oh yeah, I could see a modern like woman wearing that. Like She even asked like someone who was on the bottom, like, where do you see this person like or no she asked venny this elaine um right right she was like where do you see someone wearing this like she had they had a big focus on like practicality of this and which I is always an element right it is always it's sometimes an element depends sometimes. on depends on the challenge obviously maybe maybe i just missed that this was this challenge required True. like something for like more of a wearable right because if they do the avant-garde challenges yeah, then yeah. they don't need to be wearable yeah yeah i mean but yeah venny's hey. was funny because his doesn't look very practical. No. And then they asked, where would where would you wear it? And he's like, at an art gallery. It's like, mm-hmm. she was like, I'd wear the jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and even then, the you know, asymmetrical, one sleeve off, one sleeve right. on. I don't know if you would even wear that. I wouldn't. At an art gallery. I wouldn't. But hey. But you know what? Good craftsmanship. Who was your other uh, top? Oh, my other top goes to COVID. COVID Kapoor. He was great. That dress was stunning. It was really beautiful. Uh, it, it may be a biased pick because I just <laughs> love him so much. I know. He's so fun. He's such an authentically great human being. You could tell right off the bat. I, I love the moment where he was like, where he gets his model, mm-hmm. who was actually the first transgender model mm-hmm. in Project Runway history, which is wild, it's by wild. the way. We're 17 seasons deep, 2019. Mm-hmm. And just last season, we had the first ever set of models that ranged in sizes right because for years it was the same body type teeny tiny one right and but the industry is changing and Mm. project runway is changing along with it so uh last year obviously you had they had to work with a range of models and this year that continues as well but you have the first ever transgender model and what did COVID say exactly when he saw You're her? a goddess. Goddess, right. Like, oh, I I'm knew you were so goddess. I'm so honored to work yeah. with you. Like, thank goddess, you. Goddess, goddess, goddess. It like, was just a beautiful moment. Honestly, I'm so happy that they've done this. This is just like, a. it, it was really nice to see. And it, uh, it gave me kind of goosebumps seeing her walk down the aisle, uh, down the runway. And, and they, the they made this amazing edit 
where yeah. there was like this epicness yeah. to the way she ran, she walked, ran, walked <laughs> down. It felt like she was running. It was so powerful. It was. But the way she walked down the aisle, um, aisle the way she, <laughs> <laughs> you got me on that. I know. <laughs> the way she walked down the runway. Um, and I know it's a dress. And, and dresses are fine. There's no problem yeah. with it. But I know it's like a simple dress. It's a beautiful dress. It really is. But I doing think a dress they, isn't yeah. always safe. It isn't always Sometimes safe. Sometimes it is the safe choice. Yeah. But there was complexity on the bottom half. It moved really well. It flowed really well because of the cut. Mm-hmm. I just and think that I think that the reason it didn't it make well it was probably because it just wasn't as innovative. Like the right. thing... And here here's another... Um, kind of reason that I think that Tessa's won is that it was a kind of spin on a classic design. It was a very classic design that people could wear, but it had this really unique spin, this unique detail, and it showed a lot of like perspective. Like it showed this really interesting part of her personality and, and, and made you excited to see more from her. It wasn't bad. His wasn't bad at all. But I think in comparison to a lot of the stuff that they saw, it wasn't like they just didn't, they weren't as wowed. Yeah. I but agree. I loved it. He doesn't get innovation points. And I, I love him. So <laughs> let's go to the bottom. Who gets your lowest scores? Okay. So I have to say only because only because I didn't I didn't love the outfit or the styling. I'm gonna say Rakan, who made this like silver jumpsuit. I just didn't like the styling. I didn't think it was very flattering. There's some weird pleating going on that I just it was just no, a little bit weird. Her hair was like kind of crimped, but also like gelled back. I just it was my favorite. I mean, it's not bad by any means, and it did move really nicely on the runway, but. I just didn't love it. Um, it was it was again like we said, very hard to pick like a bottom three because people did really good. Yeah. Who was your first? It was hard to pick, and I didn't want to match the judges. I, I think in reality, I agree with the judges, but <laughs> just to go a little bit different, I'll say Nadine. Okay, Nadine is on mine as well. Yeah, Nadine. I just didn't like the ruffles, to yeah. be honest. I honestly don't like any of it like i really (laughs) think it's very weird like maybe if the ruffles weren't there it would be a nice suit i just don't know how i feel about a bermuda short (laughs) like why is this brought back like i don't like this look very much the lace is interesting the contrast between the white and the black is sort of interesting but it's just it's not my favorite when there's so much else that is really like striking and and powerful i just didn't love it and there's no real innovation points. Mm-hmm. I think the ruffle is supposed to kind of give it some flair. Yeah. But to me, it's a bad yeah. element to add. I agree. And it's re- so it's really just these shorts with a suit jacket. Exactly. It's whatever. Who's your second? You know, I, I, maybe we could agree on this, mm-hmm. but I think the worst two were the judges' worst two. Yeah. Frankie and Kavanaugh. And maybe you disagree, but... I, so I, I mean, yes, Frankie's was really ill-fitting, but I only don't include her because I do think that there's some there's some work that she obviously put into it. There's some creativity. There's something that she tried to do differently. But if your dress is literally falling apart... I know, it's bad. Literally falling apart as the judges yeah. are critiquing you, 
that's a problem. And you have to be in the bottom three. Yeah, it's true. That was actually one of the most embarrassing oh, moments. I've, my heart broke for her. Yeah. When she when she's showing Oof. her, like there's a piece of it and she's trying to show them. I don't even remember what she was trying to show them because I got so lost. And then it falls off. And then it just comes off. Oof. Oh, that is a, that is a mortifying And moment. for me, that right there puts Frankie in the yeah. bottom. And I love Frankie. I think she's really cool. And her story is a great story. But this was a bad first showing. Hopefully, she hasn't left a bad impression. Yeah. Um, And that's why they they had the the good first impression, right? To start the episode. So that was the good first impression. This was a second um, impression. Because I believe that she can do something cool because I see this and I'm intrigued. Um, And obviously, we saw her first look and it was beautiful. And she knows how to work with a woman's body. This was a bad moment for her, and I think that, you know, having to readjust and re, re- completely rethink the concept really messed with her, and not, you know, not having the model's measurements correct, like, all of that really, you know, just kind of dipped into her time. But I think you mentioned this, too. Go long. Yeah. And then you could cut it shorter. Yeah, that's what I would say. being five inches off. Jesus, and then so having bad. to redesign the dress from scratch. That's so bad. Yeah. I don't I don't know anything. Like I don't I've never made a garment in my life, but I would imagine like leave a lot of fabric. Right. Pin what you need to pin and sew later. Like that's what exactly. I would say. Exactly. At least the middle part. Like leave that open. Yeah. You know? Anyway, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm totally wrong. No, I think you're <laughs> right. It's always easier to cut back yeah. than to add. So I think we can agree. <laughs> yeah. On who our final bottom three is. I think the world can agree. And who was the worst (laughs) of this episode. And the judges happen to agree and send this person home. And that is Kavanaugh. Yeah. It it was just terrible. It was just boring. Also, the belt, like that was just weird. And the hat, oh God. It's really just fabric. Weird. Yeah. She she just, there's four holes for the top. This looks like less than $250 for sure. Way less. And I get it. She also had an issue where um, she had to reconcept right. her look. And But this is the thing. Like, this is nothing. I personally, and this, I, I would, I kind of always say this throughout my Project Runway watching history. I would rather see, like, an attempt at something interesting. Like, go out swinging. Like, I, I, I can always understand... I can always imagine the concept, even if the execution isn't perfect, if there's a cool concept, maybe an intricate concept that you can see like was maybe affected by time, that always will win over some dumb basic design. Because what's the point of that? Because here's the thing. They are given like probably an unrealistic amount of time to create yeah. an entire look in like no whatever time. a day. That's wild. I can't even imagine like to think about it, put it together to go shopping. Like, and then you have pressure on top of that. You're competing, you're being filmed. Like it is stressful. So I get it, but I get that there's going to be things that you have to adapt to, but to not do anything to just do a black dress thing that isn't even it's not special enough to do anything it looks so boring with no detail with no detail i'm sorry you're out for that in my book yeah it's literally just fabric 
It's also, not it's not particularly well done either. Yeah. And I also didn't like her at all because I thought she was really rude and like a little pretentious. And the fact that she kept being so confident that her her dresses or like, you know, her outfit was better than um, Frankie's because at least hers wasn't falling apart and blah, blah, blah. Like that is rude to the max. Like I couldn't even believe. If Kavanaugh stayed on, she mm-hmm. would have become a, a villain. Yeah. For sure. Because for off sure. the bat, she's like, oh, I've never slept in a twin bed in my entire life. Mm-hmm. The only time I came close was when I put two twin beds together in Europe to make yeah. a king. And then the way she signs off mm-hmm. on her one episode experience was, at least I get to sleep on a comfy pillow tonight, oy, Which oy, is oy. just so ungrateful for the experience. Everyone else was so happy to be yes. there. And... They were in they were awe so, it was of the place they were staying. Beautiful, like Brooklyn penthouse, like gorgeous, amazing place. I just thought it was really weird. And what was interesting is like the sheer contrast to um, Frankie. With Frankie, everybody was helping her right at the last minute, which is very oh unusual. my god, that image of like seven designers yeah. all that, draped I don't think over I've the model. Ever seen that before? No, people were helping like her. That. They were happy to help her. She, you know had such a had had such an immense help from all the her, her designers and I don't think that that was more top chef to me than it ever was project runway I don't think but project you've runway seen that on project you've runway seen before. it but not you've that, that way you've never no, seen it that like way this. seven different people helping her no, never get this model on the runway like that is that is really amazing which and was it, truly in stark contrast stark contrast to Kavanaugh who was asking her model mm-hmm. to help sew her dress yeah. together, who doesn't, presumably doesn't have much experience yeah. doing that. I mean, the model was even like, wait, you want me to sew? Yeah. And there was wow. another um, contestant, I forget his name, but he was like, yeah, Kavanaugh has isolated herself. Yeah. Like, She's like, not I trying could, to make friends. I'm helping Frankie because she's nice. Yeah. Yeah. One more point, by the way, mm-hmm. that we haven't mentioned. Frankie's, um, garment clearly drew inspiration from Elaine Welteroth. Yes. And her image. There was no connection with, with Kavanaugh's. That's such a good point. Like, I couldn't even tell you. I don't even know who she had. Yeah, I can't remember. Because there's nothing there. There's nothing. There's no connection to any of the judges' And images. that, I think, is a major reason that she got sent home over Frankie's because you see that there's inspiration, like you said, there's nothing. There's not even. It doesn't even seem like she listened to the, um, to the challenge. She just was like, "Ah, oh, I know how to make a black dress. Like I've made this before. I can do it. I can buy fabric. Yeah, that, right. that's all it was. It she bought nice fabric. Fabric either. So why? There was nothing there. Just bizarre. Frankie went for it. Mm-hmm. She failed. Yeah. Miserably. <laughs> but she tried. It was creative. She tried, and that's all you can ask for at the end of the day. But I'm excited for this season. I'm so excited. We've got super talented designers, and that's all that matters. I'll have to say, I have to say, I really had low expectations going into it, but this this really like gave me a really good feeling about the rest of the season. I'm so excited to yeah. keep watching. I can't wait, and we'll be here every single week. Uh, we hope y'all enjoyed uh, the first ever Project Runway podcast mm-hmm. on Hot and Bravo. Uh, follow us at Hot and Bravo on Twitter and Instagram uh, to keep up to date with the podcast. We're going to be posting our tops and bottoms weekly on yep. social media. So you'll be able to see our picks. And we'll be back next week. Yes. Yeah, see ya.